You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you? I'm doing fine. We're uh, ready to record another episode of our podcast. And uh, this one's a little different. We've invited our intern, Joel Van Buren, to join us. Yes. Yeah. And uh, talk about what uh, he's learned about financial planning from working with us and um, give us uh, maybe some uh, inside information we can share with clients about what it's all about. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, Joel the intern. Joel the intern. <laughs> Happy to be here, guys. Thanks for including me this week. Yeah, so we've uh, we've enjoyed working with you uh, since uh, spring now. Yep. You want to introduce yourself and uh, let people know where you're from and what you're up to? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I guess just real quick, uh, my name is Joel. I'm a senior at Michigan State right now. I'm majoring in finance, of course, with a minor in international business, as long as I can keep passing French. Um, (laughs) uh, For anyone listening who is from uh, the immediate Lansing area, I uh, grew up in Charlotte my whole life. And um, I'm honored to be the first ever intern and podcast guest at Shotwell Rudder Bayer. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, as everybody knows, 2020 has been pretty crazy. One of the last in-person things we did before the wheels fell off the bus back in uh, March was an in-person interview with Joel at the office and with the expectation we'd have a normal internship where he came in every day for several hours and uh, met clients and, uh, you know, shattered us around the office. And instead, it's been... uh, it's been Zoom meetings and uh, phone calls, and some of our clients have gotten to know Joel because he sat in on some of those meetings. But uh, you know, we've we've really appreciated the fact Joel was able to roll with that. Um, <laughs> not really what you'd expected, was it? <laughs> no. Well, and and as I've said, you know, uh, on the other side of things, I've uh, really appreciate that you guys were able to be so um, so flexible with the experience. I I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. Yeah. So yeah flexibility other than the uh other than the uh office hazing that we had planned for <laughs> right. Anymore. right right so um i guess uh joel uh you know maybe give us an idea of uh what you learned this summer and fall um you know what uh what was what was the best part about uh, getting involved with financial planning best part uh, well i i you know, to be honest, I guess it, it just kind of um, sort of reaffirmed all of my expectations. This is the exact kind of business that I would have hoped to have interned for or work for moving forward. Uh, the opportunity to, uh, you know, as I've, I've said to you guys plenty of times now, the opportunity to combine what I'm interested in academically uh, with mm-hmm. the opportunity to work closely with people within uh, you know, my community and make a positive difference in their lives. And I think uh, you guys do a great job of that. And it's just, um, yeah, I guess it's just been uh, kind of satisfying to to see it in practice firsthand. So I'm glad that uh, this was the kind of experience in the company that you were looking for. But I'm curious, Joel, coming into this, um, what kind of companies did you know about or, or you know was it a feel me RIA was that something that was even on your radar yeah um you know so so 
we discussed that before. Um, I wasn't especially aware of the of the distinction between like a, a fee only RIA and uh, like like a like say a broker dealer. I kind of to me the difference wasn't necessarily in the services provided, but just on the scale of you know the the number of like uh, the number of people that you worked with or where you worked with them. You know, a, a small town versus Wall Street say. But then, you know, kind of one of the first things I learned, uh, you know, you guys had me read that book, uh, The Investment Answer. And I and a big part of that is the distinction between uh, a broker dealer and uh, a fee only advisor. And, uh, you know, I was kind of surprised to learn that um, working in this business model, there's uh, the the word that uh, Dave has used with me before is it's less transactional. Uh, There's kind of a, in my opinion, a significant reduction in bias and um, there's increased transparency as well. I'd say, I'd say so. That kind of ties into uh, to the first thing I mentioned. Um, uh, this is kind of this is the kind of business model that uh, I would have preferred to have worked for and with. So, and and that wasn't a distinction that I was especially aware of before. Cool. Good. Um, what a like, what would you tell fellow students about the experience and and what how would that uh how would your experience here kind of play into how you would talk to other students about what they would do uh like uh, regarding what path to take as far as um, yeah like what structure yeah. of business you'd like to work for yeah and what kind of experiences to look for to figure out where you want to be <laughs> well i guess you know the the first thing i would say is it really depends on uh i guess what kind of role you want to fill in people's lives and what your goals are in the field uh, so again, you know, I'll, I'll use that word um, transactional again. If um, you know, I, you know, I, I'm sure that there's. While I do prefer being a part of this business model, you know, that's not to say that there isn't a place at all uh, for the broker dealer world. Of course, it's you know, it's huge. Uh, so I guess uh, really it depends on if you're more oriented to you know, maybe you're especially driven by um, being compensated by performance. Uh, so if you want a more uh, transactional experience and, and you're more driven that way. Or, uh, you know, if, if you're more oriented like me, where you want to, uh, maybe work more closely with people and take a more active role in their planning rather than just like, a um, again, a, a passive transaction that would be, if I were to have that discussion with a peer of mine, that would be the, the first question I would tell them to ask themselves. Joel, what was your favorite part of being on the, uh, SRB team? I would say that I, I felt like I was included in a little bit of everything. Uh, some of my my favorite projects have been working in Quani, which is like uh, uh, for again for anybody who's who's listening that might not be familiar. It's like a portfolio or fund analytics software that uh, Dave was nice enough to give me access to, and that was a, a cool opportunity to to apply all of the theory that I learned in class to real portfolios that clients are utilizing. It's not especially it's not especially complicated. It was just interesting to finally see it in practice and see how those figures are applied. So I've really enjoyed working with that and applying it to the, uh, you know, the, the model scorecard and the investor policy statements that you guys have had me work on. Uh, I've really enjoyed, um, kind of the the progress I've made uh, through the, uh, kind of working with and preparing the sustainable investing literature that's a, another thing that I wasn't especially aware of or, or had, had heard of at all before, before I started working with you guys. So I think there's a lot of opportunity uh, for growth there. 
uh, both within your business and and just at large. I think that's a really interesting field. So I've enjoyed that. And uh, I I enjoyed uh, even working with uh, Jeff and Amy on the more administrative stuff, Um, you know, running reports uh, for Amy, just kind of seeing how uh, a lot of the back end stuff operates. I enjoyed that. And something I, I didn't expect really in working with Jeff, a lot of the compliance stuff, that's not something that I I would have thought that I would have been especially interested in going into it. But I I don't know. I found it really interesting. And just all of the uh, how thorough he has to be mm-hmm. uh, in his, uh, I guess, records, for for lack of a better term, uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that, that you guys are compliant. And that's that's an aspect of the business. Uh, another thing that I wouldn't have considered before. But um when he first introduced it to me, it was very daunting. So it was, it's really interesting to see how he tackles that on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, he uh, he does a really good job keeping up with that. When you told me that you actually enjoyed that part after you helped Jeff with that, it, I, my first reaction was you will never have a problem finding a career in this industry if you enjoy compliance. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess to, uh, to I, I think I rambled for a bit there, Nick, but uh, but to answer your question, I think my favorite part of the experience has been getting an opportunity to see all of the small functions of the business that might not be immediately apparent, especially when, you know, beforehand I was more familiar with like the, the glamorized broker dealer world. So yeah, I, I guess it's just been a, a valuable perspective to see how the entirety of the, of the, of the business operates. What surprised you the most about uh, this business or um, this experience? I might have to think about that one for a second. Maybe that the the planning part, the planning part of your job is as important, as significant. Uh, you spend as much time doing it as the technical aspect. You know, I, I wouldn't have expected the, you know, the, the technical aspect dealing with, uh, you know, like dealing with the, the portfolios and rebalancing them and um, allocating them. I wouldn't have expected that to be as passive. And so... Um, the amount of time that you guys have to to take throughout your day to juggle particular matters for all of your different clients like that i would classify as planning rather than you know you know technical work with figures and spreadsheets that you know i might have uh, might have imagined before that was that was surprising to me how much of your time is dedicated to researching and finding answers for particular questions that all of the people um, that you work with have if that makes sense yeah, no, I'm glad you Absolutely. picked up on that because you're 100% right. You know, the planning is way more important now than the asset allocation, the security selection, all that stuff is just kind of a piece of it. Um, but the planning is really kind of the most important part. Well, and I think you've told uh, me that's kind do. of a, a shift that the industry is taking at large, right? You know, that's just not, that's not just your, yes. your business. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. After you've been kind of involved here for six months or so, are there things out there that you think people don't know that they should know um, about how the financial planning and investment world works? Or, yeah, so I, you know, the the first thing I would say again is that distinction between a fee only advisor and say like a, a broker dealer. I think that that's a, a very important distinction to understand, and I know that. You guys had an entire podcast. It's been a couple of weeks now, I think, but um, you know, you you covered that at, at length in a, a whole different episode. I think that's probably the the first important uh, the first important distinction to make. 
Uh, you know, I guess I, I would let people know, like I said, that, you know, we, we just discussed it, but the, I think what's really important, the most valuable service you offer is not, again, this glamorized seeking alpha, providing, uh, you know, a, um, a excess returns as opposed to just safe, slow, responsible investing. Again, right. I think it's important to take the, the glamorization out of it. As, uh, as Warren Buffett's fond of saying, and I always repeat, you know, your investments really should be boring if you're doing it right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we've, we fight like several decades of marketing about how exciting it can be. Um, you know, when we talk that way, it's kind of boring, but uh, it really is the truth. That's a much more eloquent, much more eloquent way to put it. <laughs> exactly what I was yeah, trying to say. I'm sorry, I'm at a loss. I've had a little more practice than six yeah, months I'm as sure. an intern, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're uh, pretty boring when you compare us to the likes of uh, the movie Wall Street, or more recently, The Wolf of Wall Street. So yeah, I um, guess I would. I, I guess uh, I, I would tell people that boring is good to answer your question. Yeah, yeah, like it. So, Joel, we can't let you off the hook without asking you what your least favorite part of the experience was. Um, <laughs> Would it be a cop-out answer to say uh, that, unfortunately, I wasn't able to, to work with you guys in person? <laughs> that it was all virtual? Well, we didn't get to spend enough time together, is what yeah. I'll say. That's not uh, sure. No, that's fair. And, and um, you know, it's um, we haven't really talked about it on the podcast at all. But, you know, Dave and I have had lots of conversations about what the future holds for financial planning. And, you know, for the next year or so, depending on how this all happens, I think it's going to move a lot more virtually, a lot more digitally. And, so, mm-hmm. you know, even though you didn't get that in person, I think you're on a good foot because a lot of the future is probably going to be in meetings on Zoom or what have you. So Yeah, to, uh, to kind of take that and make it a more substantive answer, I would say that I would have appreciated the opportunity to uh, kind of meet with clients face-to-face and sort of get a, a feel for what that's like, because I would imagine it's so much different than, uh, you know, what we do uh, over Zoom or Teams. Sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this all looks like a year from now. Um, I like to think that there's uh, a new version of Zoom in the uh, in the near future that will make it a little bit more personal, a little bit more like a full in-person meeting. But, uh, you know, we just have to roll with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty soon it might be a necessity, you know, depending yeah. on, uh, you know, depending on what happens next, I guess. Yeah. 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 So, Joel, um, with your vast amount of experience now and uh, what 22-year-old senior, what would you tell uh, freshman Joel coming into Michigan State thinking about taking the financial planning uh, curriculum there? <sighs> that I was pursuing the right thing, to be honest. I, I, <laughs> I get, you know, again, if I'm to be totally transparent, I'll... Uh, I'll not to to knock my school, but um, something that I've been frust- a bit frustrated with in my business education is that um, if you pursue finance at Michigan State, you don't even get the opportunity to to take a finance class and be familiar with the content until after you have uh, taken several prerequisites in accounting, applied to the business school, and applied to the finance major. So I wasn't able to even explore this avenue until my junior year. And I know 
several other people who pursued the same career path that I did. And once they actually got there, once they, they got to the, uh, they're part of the educate the part of their education, you know, the, the academia, they, they didn't enjoy it at all. So I was fortunate enough to, once I started actually learning about finance and once I got the opportunity, uh, you know, to, to work in the field with you guys, uh, thankfully, uh, I actually enjoy it and I want to commit to this career path. So, but, you know, there was a, when I was younger, uh, you know, starting college, there was a lot of hesitation because I didn't get that opportunity immediately. So mm-hmm. if I had, uh, you know, if I, I guess if there was one thing to, to tell myself, it would, it would be that, you know, you're doing the right thing and to keep going. And I think uh, for me personally, there was a lot of stress because again, there's kind of a lot of, uh, of hoops to jump through to pursue finance at Michigan State. There was often a lot of stress about whether or not, you know, I would do good enough in school to, to make it. And, uh, you know, thankfully, I, I applied myself uh, pretty well early on. So I, I would tell myself to just um, to keep going. And I think uh, I'm happy with how things have turned out so far. I think I did the right thing. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. Very cool. Good. Well, from our end, what I'll tell you is it's it's been a real blessing to have you be a part of the team and, and to continue to be a part of the team um, after the kind of the formal internship with some of the stuff that you've done with yep. us. Um, yeah. You know, we've learned a lot from you and, and we've really gained from your experience. So just want to thank you for that, for showing up virtually every day and, and giving it your all and asking a lot of questions. Um, that's been super helpful for us. Yeah, well... Uh... Again, I, I appreciate the opportunity again for uh, for you guys to have been so flexible with the experience because, you know, this it might have been kind of daunting for you guys in the first place just because it was the first time you'd ever offered an internship for so for you guys to have to translate that to a virtual experience so quickly, you know, because I think it was it was relatively fast. You realized, you know, you're going to have to to take those steps to to change the experience and then for, you know, for you guys to keep me on, especially just because. Um, you know, with everything being online, I'm, I'm not as busy. So I appreciate the extra work and the, uh, the opportunity to keep learning. Yeah. And to do yeah. things like this, you know, this, this, uh, I, you know, I do some of the, some of the backend work for the podcast and this is not the kind of thing that I ever would have uh, um, <laughs> expected to do in a role like this, but it's one of the many steps that just in the past few months that I've worked with you guys that I see you take to growing your business. And I think it's, it's fascinating. So I'm happy to be a part of it. Well, it's been it's been great having you, and uh, and this isn't an exit interview. Joel's still helping us in the background <laughs> doing some <laughs> projects during the uh, during the rest of the year. But uh, you know, we uh, we appreciate your insights. I hope uh, I hope it gives other students and um, and maybe some of our clients a little insight into the the what you know what what goes on in, in the background with us. Um, but we're glad to have you. And thank uh, you. And uh, you've set the uh, you've set a pretty high bar for future interns. So um, right. glad to hear it. Good, yeah. So uh, thank you both. I think uh, I think that'll wrap us up for today. And uh, yeah. we will talk to everybody next time. Yep. Enjoy the holiday, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks guys. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep. Gather round and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.